All right, guys, welcome back to the TNC show. We got Chase Big Money Johnson on the mic today. I'm going to kind of run the show today, switch it up a little bit. Uh, we got Taman here, of course, with us. Then we got Chase Huff and Nate Schuster. So uh, this is going to be pretty college basketball heavy, and then we're going to touch on uh, NBA All-Star game at the end. But to start us off, we got Michigan State at Iowa tomorrow. The Hawkeyes are number 25 in the newest poll. Schuster, Big Ten guru, what do you got? I'm the Big Ten guru now. Oh, yeah. Um, at Iowa, this is a big game for Iowa. They need they need some more uh, more quality quad one wins. Uh, give me Iowa, but I'm not very confident in that. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Taman, go ahead. Um, I'm going to go with the Spartans here. Uh, Iowa did play pretty well last game, but that just gives me a reason to say they won't play well this game. Um Michigan State's been hanging in there uh, versus some competitive games. Uh, they only lost by eight to Wisconsin. Then they lost a tough one at home versus Illinois by five. <clears throat> um, this is a big win for both teams, but I think Michigan State makes this statement. I think they're the better ranked team. They've been ranked most of the year. Iowa just got into that poll. Give me Michigan State to win this one by six. All right, Huff, what do you got? Um. This is a really big game for Michigan State. They're on a little two-game uh, skid here, and I th- I feel like this is a little bit of a letdown spot for Iowa. Um, Tom Izzo is going to outcoach Fran McCaffrey. They got more veterans. They got the weapons to stop Keegan Murray. Give me give me Sparty and the boys. Very interesting. Uh, for me, first of all, I'm pretty surprised that Iowa's ranked this week. They actually just got their first quad one win, which was a good win at Ohio State, but – I think Iowa needs this win more. Like I said, they just got their first quad one win. Uh, Michigan State's pretty uh, set in the tournament. And I just think Iowa's playing a little bit better at basketball right now. And I don't know who they have or who Michigan State has to guard Keegan Murray. And obviously, it's at Iowa. So, I think Iowa's going to win this game. Anything else, guys? No, I got none. Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty, pretty spot on. Yeah, all right, well, moving on, we got a battle in the SEC, also on Tuesday. Arkansas at Florida. Florida just coming off, beating number two Auburn on Saturday. Uh, Schuster, we'll start with you again. What do you got? I think Florida's overachieving. Uh, Arkansas is – I mean, they've been a good team for the last couple of years, but I like the way they're playing right now. Both of these teams have just beat Auburn recently. I like Arkansas. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add on to that. I also think Arkansas is a better team here. But I think Florida kind of knows their situation and knows they're kind of in a do-or-die spot. Um, beating Arkansas here would be a great resume win for them. Uh, I would watch for Florida to come out here and really give their best punch uh, because if they don't, then they're probably out of the tournament and it's really going to fall their chances. So give me the Gators here in a tight, tight, tight game. Uh, against Arkansas because they need it and they they know it. So give me Florida. Yeah, Tame. I'm gonna piggyback off that. Uh, I'm actually gonna talk about Florida later for our bubble talk. But yeah, they really are on the line right now. And coming off that big win against Auburn, I think they're gonna get another big win here. I really like Colin Castleton. He actually reminds me a lot of Walker Kessler. And I think Florida is a team that actually matches up well against Auburn, which very few teams can do. But I don't know. I kind of like the way Florida's been playing lately. I'm going to take Florida. Huff, what do you got? Um, I'm with you guys here. I'm on Florida. Um, Arkansas has really struggled to bring their uh, just a good basketball scheme on the road. They're, they've only beat Missouri on the road. They beat Georgia. Uh, they beat Ole Miss. But those are bottom three uh, SEC teams. I mean, they, uh, they beat LSU earlier in the year. But I think this momentum carries over for Florida. I like how Florida plays. Uh, they need this win more than anything, with especially with finishing the year with Georgia, Vanderbilt, and then they get Kentucky at home. They could easily win out and sneak their way into the tournament. So give me Florida here. Yeah, very good points. So moving on to Wednesday, uh, the Big 12, we got West Virginia at Iowa State. And it, it should be noted here that West Virginia has to play TCU tonight. And then they got to go to Ames on Wednesday. So, long week on the road for them. Uh, Iowa State is coming off a big win against Oklahoma. And Iowa State, uh, two wins in a row now. I'm going to take Iowa State. One, they play great at home. And two, I just think guys are really starting to knock down shots. And TJ's kind of found a rotation that's uh, kind of suited the team better. So, I'll take Iowa State. Uh, Taman, what do you got? 
Um, the clones are hot right now. Uh, a two-game win streak is kind of what we needed uh, to end this season. Being an Iowa State fan, uh, beating TCU by three was kind of that statement win, even though it's only against TCU because we were really on a cold streak. But then to really come in and beat Oklahoma by 20 uh, is what really did it for me. I think we really do have a new rotation that's working for us, uh, changed up the starters, stuff like that, um, and stuff's clicking. So people are making shots. The confidence is there. Um, I see this all continuing Wednesday versus West Virginia, um, especially at home with the Hill Magic. Give me Iowa State to win this game by 8-10. to 10. Yep, so we're in agreement there. Schuster, former clone, what do you got? My heart says Iowa State, but my head, we haven't beat West Virginia in a long time. I'm going to pick West Virginia for this reason alone because I want us to not all pick Iowa State so that Iowa State can win. You know what I mean? So the, the pick jinx doesn't happen. Yeah. So I think I'll take that. But the thing with West Virginia, though, is they played – both Iowa State plays ugly too, but both of these teams can just play so ugly. So this really just comes down to loose balls and all that crap. So <laughs> this game, this game, I fear this game as a as a Iowa State person. Yeah, Schuster, would you say Bob Huggins is the better coach in this match? For the length of his career, yeah, but right now, probably not. Yeah. Because does West Virginia do they still play that like press Virginia stuff or they kind of move past that? They don't. They don't really have the roster for that yeah, right not, now. Not with this team. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like West Virginia does match up well against Iowa State, but uh, Huff, what do you think? I like Iowa State. Uh, there's really no reason to like West Virginia here, especially coming off uh, a game tonight. Uh, I think if they for sure lose tonight at TCU, I think their season's over. I think they'll come in with no center urgency, and I think Iowa State will run away with it easily. That's a really good point. Yeah. All right, moving to the Big East, also on Wednesday, Creighton at St. John's. Creighton coming off a big one-point win against Marquette. We'll give this one to Huff. I believe Huff is the most Big East man here. Huff, who do you got? Uh, so later on today, only later on during the podcast, we'll talk about some bubble teams, and I have Creighton. Um, Creighton needs this game bad. Uh, they're sitting at third in the Big East, but they're at 18 and eight. But they had to finish here at St. John's, which is tomorrow on Wednesday, at Providence. And then they have to play UConn and Seton Hall. So they have to play four top six teams in the Big East on their schedule. So this is one that they really, really need. Give me Creighton. They've won five in a row. They need this one more than ever. Nemhard's playing like a all-freshman first-team guard. Nemhard's playing, Nemhard's playing great. Uh, Hawkins is playing great. Kalkbrenner's, uh, all those guys. Uh, Creighton's, they're at the right spot right now. They're finding their groove. Give me the Blue Jays on the road. Wise words there from Huff. Big T, who you got? Yeah, I got something to add to this. Uh, this is a big game for Creighton to win here. Uh, if they don't beat St. John's, they do have chances to really make a statement game versus Providence and uh, versus UConn. But if they beat St. John's, then necessarily winning that Providence game or that UConn game isn't necessarily a must win. So I feel like if they just can take care of business for St. John's here, they really uh, stamp their way into March Madness and into the tournament. Um, right now they are actually sitting third in the Big East. So that means they, if they do finish strong here, they can really uh, get a good seed in the Big East and maybe make it a couple rounds in, which will also help their bid into the tournament. So I would think this would be a big game for him versus St. John's, especially to end this out throughout the year. So give me Creighton to win this game. I'm going to say in a close one within four or five. Yeah, so that's two of you on Creighton. I'm going to take Creighton, too. Uh, you could almost call me an Omaha native, you know, right across the river in Council Bluffs, baby. Give me the Blue Jays here. Come on, they're playing good basketball. They got Ryan Hawkins, Southwest Iowa native from Atlantic. He's been balling out, proving everyone that he's a D1 player. And they also got the big fella inside, Ryan Kalkbrenner, with some sweet moves, some hook shots, pivots, whatever you want inside. Give me Creighton. Schuster, you got anything else? I'm taking St. John's in this one. I, oh. I'm looking at them, their record. I would put them on the bubble right now. Personally, I mean, they're pretty low on the, the Big East standings, but this is a do or die. For them. If they lose this, they're out. But they have – the same conference record as Seton Hall and Xavier. And I would say those teams are both in. So 
if they win this game, maybe get a little run going, they kind of need this one, and it's at home. I like Champagne and St. John's. Yeah, those are good points. And I know St. John's really had a brutal non-conference schedule just off the top of my head. I know they had to play Kansas in the Big Big 12 Big East Challenge. but Yeah, Indiana, Kansas. Um, but the Big East is tough this year. They got a lot of good teams in there. Yeah, probably honestly, it might be the second, best, second or third best conference. Probably, yeah, probably second. Yeah. All right. Well, Wednesday we got one more game. It's in the Big Ten. We got Rutgers at Michigan, two bubble teams that we're going to talk about later. Big T's pointing at himself. He wants this one first. Taman, who you got and why? Give me the Rutgers on this one. Michigan has gone off the deep end. We I know we're going to cover it later. There is no way in hell they recover from what happened yesterday. I just know for a fact that team has gone absolutely haywire. <laughs> Rutgers is going to have themselves together. They just lost a tough one versus Purdue. They're a good team in the Big Ten. They're a tough team in the country. Give me the Rutgers to win this game at Michigan. Wow. All right. Uh, Schuster, Big Ten guru, who you got? Uh, I'm not used to you calling me that yet. But um, I I like Rutgers, too. I mean, I, Juwan Howard is most likely going to be suspended for this game. And Diabate, with all those punches he threw, too. <laughs> I, he was throwing some haymakers, man. My God. And connecting, too, which which we love to see. We love to see the actual connecting. But I just – nothing about Michigan inspires me to think that they'd win. And Rutgers, like like Tame and said, it's going to – they're a good team. And I think they'll get it done. All right. Huff, who you got? I got Rutgers, too. Michigan, like Tame and said, has gone haywire. They're they're falling off the railroad. They're They're done. I mean, they're not going to have Diabate. It's basically just going to be Dickinson by himself. And I don't know. I just feel bad for that program. Jawan Howard made a huge mistake. He's probably going to be fired. Uh, Michigan basketball, they're done this year. I'm sorry, but go Scarlet Knights. Give me Rutgers. Yeah, and me last, I'm taking Rutgers as well. They've shown they can win on the road. And who knows who Michigan is going to have this game. They're not going to have their head coach. And, yeah, for that reason, uh, we're going to take Rutgers. So, we all took them, so that should mean put the house on Michigan. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, going to Thursday, we got another game in the Big Ten. This is really big game for the sake of uh, conference standings. We got Ohio State at Illinois. Huff, who you got here? Oh, give me Illinois. Uh, Illinois needs this game for seeding-wise in the Big Ten. Uh, they got to get that top four because they can get a they can get a buy. But so Ohio State needs it too. But I just don't think Ohio State has the answers inside for Kofi. And uh, I think this game's actually going to be won by Illinois guard play with Frazier and Plummer. Give me Illinois by ten plus at home. Yeah, I think so too. I was going to touch on Illinois guards and basically Ohio State's lack of experience and scoring from their guards. I know they got Malachi Branham, but. When I was watching that Ohio State game against Iowa, it really just seemed like their offense got dry at times. And uh, they really asked EJ Liddell to do too much. And if he's not playing good, they're not going to win. Illinois is at home. Uh, I think that's almost a lock here. Give me Illinois to win this game. Uh, Schuster, what do you got? Same. I, Illinois, There's too. they have too much size. And I, I really I, – Ohio State is just off to me. They've been off to me all year. I'm surprised they're 22 still. Because uh, nothing in the record really shows me like, yeah, they should be ranked. So, give me the Illini pretty handedly at home. Yep. T, what do you got? Yeah, I got the Illini as well. I know Ohio State's got your buddy Zeb Key down there, but <laughs> can't say I'm afraid of him. Uh, I actually see Illinois winning out the rest of the year. Um, I think they can take care of Ohio State here and then beat Michigan. And then – all they have left is Penn State and Iowa. I see them winning those last four games, taking care of business going into the tournament. Uh, but this is where it starts. I can see that they just beat Michigan State, who's a great team at Michigan State, and Ohio State just lost at home to Iowa. Um, I think it's just all written down right then and there. Give me the Illini to win this game. And I actually don't think it's close. Have them win by 12-14. Yep, yep. All right, last game we're going to talk about for our pick'em segment. We're going out west to the Pac-12. We got UCLA at Oregon. Huff, I know you like to stay up late and watch these Pac-12 games. Who do you got here? I love this Ducks team. Uh, they just they put up a fight against Arizona. They almost got it done. Uh, they're still my favorite, I think, to win the Pac-12 tournament. And I'm going to go with the Ducks. Uh, UCLA is kind of struggling right now. They do play tonight too, so I'll, I'll definitely be tuned into that game, watching it. But 
just Oregon has so many experienced guys. Uh, they got Jacob Young. They got Devion Harmon, Quincy Garrier. Uh, they're a great team, and this is a much this is a much needed game for them. So give me the Ducks. All right, all right. Um, I'll I'll go next. Uh, I wouldn't say UCLA struggling. I know they did drop that game against USC, but uh, they've won four of their last five or three of their last four. One of the two. Uh, I do like to hate on UCLA. I think their run from last year was a little bit overrated, but I just think they're the more talented team here, and I'll take the Bruins to win on the road. Uh, Schuster, what do you got? I will actively root against UCLA till the day I die just because I hate their run from last year. And I watched that Oregon-Arizona game. I got I have a lot to like about Oregon. I think UCLA lacks a little bit of size. And the way Dante played against those big guys in Arizona makes me think that he should Dude, absolutely – Dante's a monster. He should absolutely dominate Cody Riley. So, give me the Ducks at home. I, th- I think they win. Not handedly, but, you know, they have control of the game throughout. Yeah, I'm going to throw in there, too, with Cody Riley – He's soft and get Miles Johnson out too. Horrible. Haven. <laughs> yeah, Bernard, Hawkes, Juzang, they'll take care of business here versus the Ducks. Give me the Bruins by eight. That's all I Wow. <laughs> all right. By, by the way, John, uh, my lock of the week. Oregon. If they're if they're favored, take them whatever they're favored. If they're underdogs, take a money line. Oregon. All right. of the week. What are you predicting the spread's going to be, Huff? I think I think UCLA will be favored by two. So, I th- I'm going to go Oregon money line. All right. Very interesting. Good investment. All right. So, for our next go segment, uh, we're going to talk about who we think is going to be the conference champ in each conference for the regular season and for the tournament. So, uh, just to start, we'll start with the Pac-12. Uh, right now, Arizona's 14-1 at the top of the standings. Uh, does anyone think that anyone other than Arizona will win the regular season or tournament? Because I'm picking them for both. They've shown me they're easily the best team in the conference. Uh, what do you guys think? Um, I don't think there's a way they lose three games with their final five that they play. They play at Utah, at Colorado, at USC they could lose. Um, but then they play Stanford and Cal at home. I think they, if at most they'll lose one game, they'll win out their regular season. I'm going to piggyback on that. I completely agree with you. Um, They're going to close out the regular season here and pretty much take this title. But the conference tournament, I don't necessarily say you can give it to them. USC, UCLA, Oregon, they all three can compete. Um, And anything can happen in the conference tournament. If I were to choose anyone else besides Arizona, it's usually like someone that's like a 3C or 4C that can kind of get hot. I'm going to take USC to win the uh, Pac-12 tournament. All right. Oh, USC is a bunch of frauds, my guy. Give me the Ducks in the tournament. Give me the Ducks in the tourney. Huff's riding the Oregon train. Yeah, I I, don't, I I don't like USC either. I think they're the most overrated team in the country. They're a team that hot. Teams get hot. That's how it happens. It's like Texas last year in the Big 12. Mobley's a clown. He's horrible. He, he wants to be like his brother. He'll be nothing like his brother. Yeah, he ain't. Uh, So, I guess we'll go from – like the worst conference out of the power five up to the best. So I guess the next one we're going to touch on is going to be the ACC. Uh, right now, Duke has a one game lead on Notre Dame for first. And you got Miami and UNC who are both 11 and five uh, trying to play in. Duke's got to play Virginia, Syracuse, Pittsburgh. And then they play North Carolina in their last game of the year, which could maybe decide the conference. Uh, once again, I'm going to take Duke to win both the regular season and the tourney. I think they're by far the, uh, most talented team and just best overall, best coach. So give me Duke for both. Uh, what do you guys think, Schuster? Um, I I think Duke is Duke will probably win the ACC tournament. I'm I'm not sold on them winning the regular season quite yet. They have a slightly tougher schedule than that of Notre Dame and Miami, and North Carolina is still kind of in it. Um, but. They also – the only game that Duke could really lose here in the regular season would be to North Carolina, and they beat the piss out of them earlier. So, give me Duke to win both. Yeah, I will add that Duke has the tie break over Notre Dame if they finish with the same record. Okay, well then, give me Duke. All <laughs> right. Boys. Huff? Uh, I got Duke winning the regular season, but I'm going to go a little outside the box here, and I'm going to take Miami to win the, the ACC. Um they got some experienced guards in Isaiah Wong and Brandon McGusty, and they got uh, transfer Charlie Moore from uh, DePaul. 
been I just like I, yeah, he's been playing forever. Uh, I like their roster. They're well coached. Uh, I don't know. I just got that gut feeling they're going to be a little. They're on the bubble right now, and uh, I think winning the ACC tournament and going far in it for sure. I don't know if they'll win it, but I think they can pull off some upsets in the ACC tourney. Give me the Hurricanes. Go you. Yeah, that's a good pick. I mean, they got guard play experience, and uh, that's kind of the recipe come March, and they're on the bubble, so they'll be playing for it. Uh, Taman, what do you got? I got Duke for both. Um, it's Mike Krzyzewski's last year. I think it's all out there that it's – well, it's his final year, so everything's got to kind of happen for a reason, and I think Duke winning the regular season and the tournament is all going to be for that reason. Um, he's going to go out the right way. That's how sports always seem to go. Um, I'm taking Mike Krzyzewski Sh- and the Duke Blue Devils to win both. All right, so we're in agreement there. I guess next we would move to the SEC, which right now Auburn has a one-game lead on Kentucky, and they also have the tie break. Auburn closes the year at home against Ole Miss, then they play at Kentucky, uh, at Mississippi State, then at home against South Carolina. Uh, I don't see a way that they uh, blow that one-game lead plus the tie break, so I'll take Auburn to finish off the regular season Wait, title. Hold up, hold up, hold up. So, but what if Auburn lost to Kentucky? Then how did they get the tiebreaker? Auburn beat Kentucky. Yeah, but don't you say they? Didn't you just say they play again? No, if, they don't. If, if you, oh, I thought they do play. I just looked at it. I thought you just said. Oh no, they don't play. Oh no, no they don't. I, oh, said, I, thought, I thought you okay. I thought no. you said they played again. No. That's why I was confused. Okay, so Kentucky would have to have a two-game swing on them to take the conference, which that's not going to happen. So, Auburn should hold off the regular season title. But I'm going to roll with Arkansas for the tournament here just because I feel like they're one of those teams that can get hot. You don't want to play them. They're well coached. They got a good fan base. And we saw they already beat Auburn. I know that was at home. But I can see their fans traveling well. I'll take Arkansas to win the tournament. Huff, what do you got? Uh, Auburn, regular season. Um, I'm going to make a bold statement here. I think Kentucky loses early in the SEC tournament. Uh, for some reason, I always feel like they lose pretty early in this tournament. And I'm going to roll with you. I'm going to go with Arkansas in the tourney. They're just a sneaky good team. They're a team that you definitely do not want to play. They have so many good guards. They really struggle with size. But they're, they, have, uh, they have a little more experience, I feel like. I think they're the most experienced backcourt in the country. So, uh, I really like Arkansas in the SC tourney. Taman. Uh, I think Auburn is also going to close out this regular season. Uh, I think they'll get the job done and win that regular season title. I'm going against everything I've ever said on this podcast, ever. Are you going to steal my pick right now? Yes, I am. And I'm saying the team that is going to get weirdly hot when this tournament starts, which means they are going to score almost 100 points every single game, Alabama is winning the SEC tournament. (laughs) They're very similar to Arkansas. They have, a team that can get high. They have know? very good guard play. Okay, they have a lot of scores. If this team gets hot at the right time when this tournament starts, and I hate to say this because I've been against them every single episode, I just know it's going to happen. They're going to get hot. Their whole team's going to start clicking, and they're going to score almost a hundred points, eighty to a hundred points a game, and they're going to win this SEC tournament. Give me Alabama. All right, Schuster, sounds like you got them too. Do you got anything to add? I have Kentucky closing out the regular season SEC title and give me Alabama in the conference tournament. They're giving me aggressive 2011 UConn vibes where they're absolutely mid in the regular season, but then they just flip a switch because they have these deep experienced guards. And I think they, they're suited very well to play back-to-back-to-back days in a conference tournament setting. They won last year. I think they won again. Yeah. Hold on. Shooter. You said Kentucky to close it out. Did you mean Auburn? No, I, I meant Kentucky. I, I think Kentucky will close out this uh, conference tournament or the regular season. I think Auburn loses at Tennessee and maybe. They'd have to lose another one too. They could lose to Mississippi State on the road. You never okay. know. Yeah, well. You never know. You know, we'll see. Anyways, I think those are good picks. So, all right, moving on to the Big East uh, right now. As it stands, Providence is 12-2. and two. Villanova is 14-3. and three. So, Villanova's played three more games. Uh, Villanova won the first one, but they do play again March 1st, which I think is at a Thursday. It's, it's, yeah, at, at, at Villanova. Villanova. Yeah, that's going to be a big game. Uh, I think Villanova's going to take that one, too. And uh, 
that'll give them the tie break. So that, that'll mean Villanova win the regular season. And I'm pretty high on Villanova. I picked them way back to be a dark horse to make a run in the tournament. But give me the Blue Jays to get hot. Uh, they're already kind of hot right now and roll through the tournament. <laughs> I'm taking Creighton to win the Big East tournament, just going out on a limb. Uh, Huff, what do you got? Uh, I got Villanova to win the regular season. And then uh, I got Hurley and the boys in UConn. I really like their roster. They're, uh, they got RJ Cole, Sonogo, Whaley. I just really, they got some big guards, veteran team, veteran coach. And then UConn always, for some reason, just clicks in March. I really like the, I really like UConn's team. Uh, I think they're going to win the Big East and get hot in the tourney and maybe make a sweet 16 run. So give me UConn. Yeah, that's a good pick. User, what do you think? I think Villanova has a pretty tough close here. They go at UConn and then at home against Providence. I think they'll they'll probably lose at least one of those games, which will put them out of contention for the regular season. And I was going to take UConn, Huff, but I think I'm going to be a little different here. I'm going to go with my hometown team in Marquette. Uh, I think Shaka is a really good coach, and he's he's done a really good job there. People around here really like him. Um, and they've they've played some really good teams this year and beat them. And he was at Texas last year, and they won the Big 12 tournament. I think he know, he's got a, some experience winning those kind of things. So give me Marquette. Random little feeler. couple interesting picks for tournament champs here. Tame, what do you got? Uh, Schuster, you kind of stole my pick. Oh, back-to-back, huh? Yeah, I, I was going to go Marquette, too. I got Villanova winning the regular season. Um, I think they beat Providence again. And then I don't think Providence will be able to hold out once the conference tournament comes around. Um, my pick was Marquette. Um, I do think their team, also Shark Smart, he's had uh, a good deal with conference tournaments and winning a couple of those. So uh, I think he'll have the team ready with Marquette. But if I have to also go with another safe pick, I'm going to stick with Villanova. I mean, they've been doing it for years. They know what they're doing. So if I had to choose, it's either Villanova with the safe pick, but Marquette could easily get hot and win this tournament. And I think that's uh, just kind of throwing it out there. So give me Marquette, though. All right. That'll take us to the Big Ten, where as it stands now, we got Purdue at 13-4, and Illinois at 12-4, and and Wisconsin at 12-4. and uh, If I'm correct here, I think Purdue has the tiebreak against Illinois. I think Purdue's two and zero against Illinois. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they beat yeah. them both times. Yeah, and I think Wisconsin's one and zero against Purdue. Yeah, they yep. won at and yeah, and Wisconsin. I th- I think Wisconsin plays Purdue at Wisconsin next. Yeah, I believe they do. I'm not sure about the Wisconsin Illinois series. Maybe you guys can look that up while I'm talking. Um, Illinois one zero one time. Yeah, it's one zero. Okay. So, I don't know if they all finish with the same record, how that would work. But just looking off of uh, the remaining schedule, I'm going to take Wisconsin to win this. Uh, They play at Minnesota, at Rutgers, at home against Purdue, which I think they're going to win, and that's really what's going to set them over the top. And then at home against Nebraska, it's basically a gimme. You could put Shenandoah out there. That'd be just as good of a competition. (laughs) Uh, But for the tournament, I don't know. Something about me just wants to take Rutgers – you know, they're a team that's, you know, proven they can beat other uh, good teams, and they're probably going to need some wins to get in. Uh, Ron Beef Harper Jr., a big money player. Uh, I don't know. Give me Rutgers. Uh, Taman, why, why don't you go next here? Why don't you give us your take here? All right. Um, so so I got Wisconsin regular season and Rutgers tournament. That's yeah, I agree with you with Wisconsin winning the regular season. Um, I think that's a very safe pick, especially with their remaining schedule. You're just betting on them to win at home versus Purdue, um, which I think they can do. So I'm also going to roll with you for Wisconsin there. Uh, For the conference tournament, give me my boys, the Illini. They're winning this conference tournament. They're doing it again. Um, I have a lot of faith in this team. I really think they're legit. I can see them as a future Final Four team, Elite Eight. they're going to do a lot of damage once March comes or once March comes around. Uh, give me the Illini to win this conference tournament with their guard play and big money, Kofi Coburn inside. <laughs> All right, uh, Schuster, you can go next. What do you got? I, I'm going Purdue to win the regular season. I think Wisconsin will lose at Rutgers and at home against Purdue. Um, that's just what I think. And typical Wisconsin fan, no faith. 
Oh, I well, that I would have to be a fan first. <laughs> I I can't stand their program right now. So, but but you got to think though, they will probably have some suspensions too coming up because I know that Jacoby Neath and Vote or Vo, whatever you say his name, they they both were in the middle of that fight throwing punches. So you got to assume they'll probably be without at least one of those guys. And I think Purdue will probably get the job done at Wisconsin. They'll have a chip on their shoulder. I also like Rutgers in uh, the Big 12 tournament. But if I'm going to make a pick, I'm taking Michigan to save their season and save Juwan Howard's career. Taman, <laughs> you said that earlier in the year. I could see it. They, they got the guys that do it. I don't know. They could. Huff, what do you got? I got Purdue to finish out the regular season. And then – uh, I'm going to give one sleeper pick here. Don't be surprised if Maryland makes a little bit of a run. They got they got the athletes and the ball players. No, dude, they got scores all around. What do you consider a run? Winning a game or two? Or <laughs> no, getting getting to the semi or, or the final. Shut wow. the fuck. Wow. Oh, oh, you just wait, fellas. You guys, you guys said the same thing about Cat. I'm gonna. Um, I'm about to say I'm not. I'm not gonna go against you on this one because last. And then, um, I, there's something about Tom Izzo in Big Ten tournaments. Give me Michigan State to win the Big Ten tournament. All right, very interesting. So last but not least, cracking a cold one here. Sprite baby. <laughs> uh, we got the Big Twelve. Everyone basically considers this the best conference in America. As it stands now, Kansas has a two-game lead on Texas Tech and Baylor. Uh, they do still have to play Baylor. Uh, this one's at Baylor. They beat them by, I think, 30 earlier in the year, and they split with Texas Tech. I'm going to take Kansas to close out the regular season title, and I'm also going to pick them to win uh, the Big 12 tournament just because, you know, they got the fans there. It's basically all Iowa State and Kansas fans there, and also just because I think they're clearly the best team. I can see Texas Tech maybe winning the tournament, but I'll roll with Kansas just for, like, the home court advantage. But my bold take for the Big 12 tournament – is that Iowa State ends up as the seven seed and beats Baylor first round. That's my bold take for the Big 12 tournament. What do you guys think about that? I like it. Yeah, I mean, I like that's it. solid. I, It's kind of bold to say, especially since they haven't played uh, yet. Their second game is the last game of the regular season, so, like, we won't really get to see them play. But the thing is, if Baylor beats us in the second game, which they probably will because it's at Baylor, I believe. Yeah. It's at yeah. Baylor. That means – they just played us, just beat us, and then in the tournament they have to go and try and beat us again, which is tough to do and makes for a weird game. So I completely agree with you. Yeah. All right. Well, Tamin with that. All right, so I'll take that. Kansas is going to win the regular season. That's a given. Um, I'm going to give you a, a nice little sleeper here, and then I'm also going to give you a, who I think is going to actually win the tournament. So a sleeper here who's going to make a run, Oklahoma. Okay. They know they have to. They're going to make a run. And when I mean a run, I don't mean the finals at Huff. Uh, I just mean they're going to win two games or something like that. Two, maybe three games. That's about it. Uh, but who's going to win this tournament? Uh, I'm going to go back to my statement from our first ever episode, I believe. Texas is going to win this Big 12 tournament. I think with their guard play, they can really get hot. Uh, they can make a lot of shots. They're a good shot-making team. Timmy Allen's really starting to pick it up. Uh, give me this Texas team. I think they're starting to get hot at the right time. I think they win this tournament. All right, Schuster, what do you think? So, Kansas has Baylor, TCU twice. I think they'll split with TCU. I really do. And I think they'll lose to Baylor. So, that puts you at – That's a bold-ass statement. I, just I, think, they'll, I think they'll split because they play back-to-back in like a span of like three days. That, that's a weird – like stretch, I don't know. Yeah, that, it's a bold statement. I'll give you that. It's it's weird. So when that happens, my original pick, the Texas Tech Red Raiders, wreck them, baby. They're gonna win. They close out really easy. Oklahoma, TCU, K State, Oklahoma State. I think that if they don't go four and zero on that stretch, they don't deserve to make March Madness. Well, then there'd be a tie, and they split with each other. So I don't know how it would work. But right now, the standings have it at one and a half games. So. Well, Kansas, I, Kansas has played one less game, but I don't know. It, I guess I just – well, if they both – yeah, who knows. Texas Tech. All right. Here, here, I'm going to piggyback on that. If Kansas – it's Kansas's regular season to lose, and if they lose, Texas Tech is going to take it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and my pick for the Big 12 tournament – God, I don't want to be a 
basic. It's probably going to be Kansas. Let's be real here. Um, no, so, they got the fans. Yeah, they do have the fans. Something, something makes me want to say Oklahoma State a little bit, but they kind of suck. Um, yeah, just give me Kansas. I don't want to make a bold pick on this one. It's and Oklahoma State made the finals last year with Cade Cunningham. Yeah, it was with Cade though. Yeah, Huff, what do you think? Kansas, uh, regular season. Um, give me Baylor. Scott Drew. No. Coaching legend. Baylor Bears. Sick them. They're walking. They're, they're walking through this Big Twelve tourney. Oh, yeah. I like. Give it. me Baylor. I like. It. All right. Well. That'll conclude our conference champs, regular and uh, regular season and tournament. So our next segment, uh, we've got eight bubble teams here. I'm going to give everyone a bubble team to talk about. And you guys say, if you think right now, if they're in, and if you say like they are kind of say why, and if you think they're not uh, what they need to do to get in. So Nate, you're going to start us off here. The Indiana Hoosiers, are they in? And if not, what do they need to do? If they're in, they're not in by much. Um, they have they have some quality non-conference wins this year. They beat St. John's. They won at Notre Dame. And I would say those two teams are bubble or in. I don't know about Notre Dame as much. But they do have some good Big Ten wins, too. I mean, I don't know how they keep losing to Iowa. But <laughs> uh, they Ohio State, they beat Purdue. Um, but then they lose to Illinois at Michigan State and home against Wisconsin. I think if Indiana can beat – if they beat Maryland and Minnesota and they can get two out of three with Rutgers, Ohio State, and Purdue, I think they're in. Yeah, I would agree. But one out of three, then you got to make some noise in the tournament. Yeah, that's fair. All right, Huff, uh, we've talked about this team a lot. Creighton, what do you think? Right now, I think Creighton is in. Um, they did have a pretty weak uh, non-conference. They got beat by Iowa State. They got beat by Colorado State. They got beat by Arizona State at home, which is a pretty weak loss. But they did beat BYU. Um, I think it all just comes down. They got some good wins, but it comes down to this. If they if they can't find a way to win one, if they can't find a way to win two of these games in their final four, I think they're going to be out. They're sitting at eighteen and eight right now. They're in the Big East, but they play four top five teams in the Big East. Uh, so um, right now they're in, but they're going to have to win two out of the last four, I think, to get in for sure. All right, so Taman, you got Oklahoma fourteen and thirteen. Oklahoma just got boat raced by Iowa State. Do you still think they're in? I don't think they're in. If people think they're in, they got to be your last pick, like literally last four, and they got to be just barely in. Um, they only have two quad one wins, I believe. I think it was versus us and versus Texas Tech. Did they um, beat Arkansas? Yeah, they did. They beat Florida as well, non-conference. Did they actually? I was yeah. just looking at it. But anyways, okay, so that does help their – oh, yeah, here it is. Okay, so I did miss that. But they do have some decent wins then. But they are 14-13. Uh, that's just a nick above 500. Um, what they need to do here is finish out their schedule strong. Um, that's kind of with every bubble team, but they do have a chance here. Uh, they have a tough one at Texas Tech. That's a tough one, but then they do have OK State, which they can win, and they can beat West Virginia and beat K-State. If they can close out those games, um, that's going to really give them a good chance. And then, like I said, if they can make a little noise in this Big 12 tournament, um, I think it's going to be hard to not involved them in the tournament. So I think they'll eventually make it with the rest of their schedule and having those easier games at the end of their schedule can maybe hopefully give them a little firepower heading into the tournament. All right. So I'm going to talk about Florida for my first team. Uh, like I said earlier, they're coming off that big win against Auburn, uh, number two Auburn. And as it stands now, Florida is 17 and 10 and they're in a five way tie for fifth place in the SEC at seven and seven. Uh, right now, I know Bracketology, Lenardi put them in in a play-in game. I don't think they're in right now just because their non-conference was pretty bleh. And uh, I don't know. They just really don't have that many good wins because it's kind of hard to come by good wins in the SEC. And uh, that Aubrey win's doing a lot for them. But I think if they win three more games, finish 10-8 and eight in SEC play, and then maybe win a couple in the tournament, maybe just one, that could do it for them. But that Aubrey win could go a long way. 
So I'll say Florida, no right now, but they could definitely play their way into the tournament. So back to you, Nate. Uh, K-State, what do you think about them? So I honestly, I really, other than at West Virginia, I really don't see a bad loss for them. So that's a good thing. I mean, they lost at West Virginia and they lost at Old Miss. Those are, I'd say, the closest to two bad losses that they have. Um, they lost to Marquette at home and they've lost to Arkansas and Illinois by the exact same score. But they won at Mich- at Wichita State and they won at Nebraska. They have some pretty good wins and they went on a little stretch where they beat Texas Tech and Texas back to back. Um. They finish out. They got a tough end. I'd say they're out right now, but if if they have at Kansas, Iowa State at home, at Texas Tech, and versus Oklahoma, and they're they're guaranteed at least one game in the Big Twelve tournament. I think if they can get, they're gonna need if they can get four wins, and well, that's assuming they'd win their first game of the Big Twelve tournament. I think they're actually in, honestly, because. I I think they can get one of the Texas Tech or Kansas games. I think they'll beat Oklahoma. Iowa State's a toss up because, God, that that game the first time they played was ugly. So we'll see with them. But they need they need to work and a lot of help. I say they're out right now, but they have a chance. All right, I think I'm in agreement there with them being out right now. Yeah, uh, Taman, we'll go back to you. You got anything to add about K State? No, I just say I also agree with you. You made some good points there, but I'm going to move on to. Uh, Michigan here, uh, I think they're in right now, but they won't by the end of the year. Uh, their remaining schedule is not easy by all means. They uh, have to play at home versus Rutgers, uh, at home versus Illinois, then at home versus Michigan State, uh, at home versus Iowa. So they have a four-game home stretch, but not necessarily easy games. And then they go to Ohio State to end their year. Um that is potential to where, especially with their situation that they just had yesterday, they could um, lose all those games. Uh, if they win a few of those games, those will obviously uh, be some big resume wins for this tournament. But it, they're a question mark team right now. It's, like I said, especially with yesterday, there's going to be some suspensions. Jawan Howard, who knows how long he's going to be coaching, uh, and some players too, so – I think Michigan's really a team that's going to just fall off the deep end as of yesterday. And it doesn't really help with this strength or this uh, schedule they have here to end their season. So I think Michigan will end up out of this thing and they're just going to go downhill. Unless, like you say, Schuster, they take this as uh, momentum and drive and somehow win the Big Ten tournament. Otherwise, I don't see them in March Madness. All right. Huff, back to you for the UNC Tar Heels. I think UNC's in. Uh, they're fourth. They're third in the ACC, nineteen and eight. Uh, they really don't have. They have one bad loss on the year, which is at home against Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh's horrible. Uh, UNC's got a big game tonight at home against Louisville. They got to protect that home field, that home court, uh, to get to their twentieth win. Uh, I think they're in. Uh, they've lost to Purdue, Tennessee, Kentucky, Notre Dame, Miami, and Wake Forest, and Duke once. Um, and the remaining schedule is Louisville at NC State, home with Syracuse at Duke. I see them finishing the year three and one. Uh, I see them finishing twenty two and nine, and I see them making the tournament. And I think they'll go pretty far in the ACC tournament as well. They're in. All right, wise words there from Huff. Yeah, Huff. So, I really, I, I agree with that. I think it's really hard to keep a twenty one team that's third in their conference out of the tournament. I agree. Yeah, e- even in the down year for the ACC, uh, I'm going to talk about Rutgers. I'm going to keep this one short and sweet. I really don't know how they're considered a bubble team. Uh, they're 6-3 and three in quad one play, which is pretty ridiculous. Uh, they just beat four ranked teams in a row. They're getting hot at the right time. They had a decent non-conference schedule, but even with just the eye test, you know this team's a good team, and uh, they play all other good teams tough. So if you do put them in the tournament, you know you're going to get a good game out of them. Rutgers is in for me. I think if they finish the regular season, even like 2-2, two and two, and then win a game in the Big Ten tournament, they're in pretty easily for me. Uh, so that'll conclude our bubble talk. And uh, for our next segment, I know we've kind of been hinting at it through the whole podcast. We're going to touch a little bit about Juwan Howard and what was he doing there at the end of that game. So I was watching it live. I don't know if, I don't know if you guys were. Uh, Shooter, I know you're a big Wisconsin guy. Uh, do you have a problem with what Juwan Howard did there? So I would, I, I mean, 
I I have issues with the entire th- thing. Um, there's a there was a camera angle that I don't know a lot, if a lot of people saw this, but you can hear what they're saying to each other, and it's before the fight really happens. So Howard goes and says something. He pulls his mask and he says something. I don't really know what he says, but then guard gets mad at him and he starts pulling his shirt and he's like you can't effing do this you can't effing do that what's your effing problem howard just says don't effing touch me and that's all he said and guard proceeded to get up in his face well not really because he's like five five but then it it escalated from there I, i really i don't i have an issue with how greg guard is kind of getting off scot-free mostly because Juwan Howard acted the way he did and he slapped a coach. But, you know, in, in the NFL, when you get those unnecessary unsportsmanlike conducts where one guy pushes one guy and then the next guy hits him in the face and the second guy gets the flag, I think it's one of these situations where that, really that's they, a good point. That they, could both, they should both. I think how if Howard gets like, let's say, five games, I think guard should get four. Because he started it. He didn't slap him in the face, but he started it. And he was a little, it was a little unnecessary. You're up by 14. And you call a timeout to not get a 10-second call. Okay, you give up two points there. What does that do? Oh, you're up by 12 with 14 seconds left. Big deal. Like, get over yourself. Yeah, you made some good points there. Uh, It's definitely that, like, he started it, but John Howard kind of finished it sort of deal uh he didn't necessarily finish it because players got involved but usually this is something like between players but like holy shit like i mean two coaches literally just went at it like right in front of our eyes i mean this is something we don't necessarily see very often and a coach hit another coach so i i think this is the first time i've ever witnessed something like this and it's not something you want to see obviously it's unprofessional it's uh and you know who knows who's watching that kind of thing so definitely not something you want to see, but it'll be interesting to see how people ha- how these people handle it and suspensions and stuff like that because there was a lot going on, especially after Juwan Howard hit uh, the Wisconsin coach, whatever his name is. Rabinoff. He's a yeah, yeah. So, I'm not a fan of him either. Yeah, Huff, I mean, Huff, you got anything to add? I don't got much to say. Uh, I know just that they exchanged words, and I think a lot of it also has to do with, I think Jawan Howard's just overall frustrated with how their season's going. They're preseason ranked 10, top 10. They're supposed to be a Big Ten favorite, and they've just kind of fallen off the rails. And, uh, I mean, this could be a – he could lose his job due to this, but very, I – Very well could. Uh, I just don't like how this is all – I know Jawan Howard finished it by slapping a coach, but you can't uh, count out the fact that – Greg Gard is also very heavily involved in this as well. Yeah, all good points. I have I have one more thing to add. There's yeah. there are some serious character issues that are are present with both of these men, and they are men. They're grown men, and it we've seen this with Juwan Howard before with his anger. I think he fought Mark Turgeon last year verbally, not physically, and Greg Gard has a little bit of an ego himself. Um, there was a article that went out last year of the players recorded a meeting with him, the senior class from last season. Yep. I remember that. And saying that you've never respected, like the players are saying you've never respected us as people. You've only used us to get you where you are now. And I think that's a, these guys have huge egos to coach basketball. And I don't, I don't like it. And the issue I have is both of these schools are very prestigious academically and they will probably just hush this out of the rug as best they can. And nothing will really happy happen from this. That that's, that's the point right there that you have a good point. And it happens a lot in a lot of sports. People just kind of get away with something that happens um, just because the school doesn't want to deal with it and doesn't want that image onto them. So that's kind of just how they handle it and try and get rid of it as fast as possible. So moving on to our last segment, um, Chase had to uh, leave. He's at class. So uh, I'm with you guys. Just us three for the last bit here. Um, we only got about four minutes, so we got to hit this quick. But NBA All-Star Game Review, um, I think it's great. I think how they handle it compared to the Pro Bowl is way better. The All-Star Game is actually 
a little bit somewhat enjoyable to watch. There's a little bit more competitiveness to it, especially once it hits the fourth quarter. And, you know, when it kind of comes down to it, everyone kind of does want to win once the game's close. So I always think it is kind of fun to watch. And But it's also a good time because, you know, there's always crazy highlights and stuff like that. But what do you guys think? Um, What can I say? Uh, All-Star game was great. I thought it was a spectacular ending with LeBron hitting that fader. But I'm going to switch over to the three-point contest. What can I say about my boy, Big Cat, three-point winner, best shooting big man of all time? He's a GOAT. He's going for that triple crown next year. Put him in the dunk contest. Put him in the dunk contest. He wants that triple crown. Uh, Timberwolves are going to use this as momentum. They're going to make a freaking playoff push. And we're back, baby. Go Wolves. Let's go. Yeah, Shoes, you can give your little two cents on that. I um... (laughs) – Congrats on your pick, Huff. I'm glad you made a little money off of Cat. Um, that was a good pick. I'm, go. I I loved I love NBA All Star Weekend. I was really disappointed with Saturday night. I mean, dunk contest is horrible. I I just I said it last time I was on the podcast that this dunk contest was going to be bad. And, and you you said it perfect. It was it, horrible. It was it was worse. Like I thought it was going to be like kind of average. Like oh, we might get some good dunks. There wasn't a good dunk on there. Like there wasn't a fifty. Obi Toppin's dunk I thought was cool, but he didn't really dunk it. He kind of just pushed it in. But the All-Star game itself was great. I love the way that they have it. Now, I thought all the All-Stars were relatively pretty deserving. Um, Wiggins being a starter was a little weird, but, you know, Apple, that's, yeah. that's but he probably deserved to be in the All-Star game. But that's fine. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was great. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was a good time, too. Um, and, you know, it always ends – all-star games, somehow, some way, it always ends up close. And, you know, like I said, those guys always want to win. I just remember the first time they did it where, what, you had to score 24 points after, you know, in honor of Kobe or whatever. And I just remember, like, it came down to the wire. You know, Giannis blocked LeBron, and then it was going back and forth on who was going to win that game. I just remember ever since then, it's actually been pretty fun to watch. And I'm just glad they had this new format because it's actually somewhat enjoyable instead of like the former years where they just dropped 200 points each. So, yeah. So, but that's all for us today. Uh, appreciate you two joining us again. And Chase Sanson, of course, she was with us, but had to make a run to class. So, thanks guys for joining us, and we'll see you all Friday. And thanks, make Brad. sure, yeah, make sure if you all are listening, hit up the TNC Show One on Twitter. Give us a follow. Okay, we're starting to. Guys, start racking up some followers. So if you're listening, make sure you give us a follow on Twitter. But thanks, guys, for joining us.